Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Dr. Carol Perlman, a psychologist, health coach, and married mom of two boys. I went from a frazzled working mother who hit snooze until the last possible moment to a vibrant business owner who jumps out of bed at 5 a.m. excited about my day. I once felt completely overwhelmed by my endless task list, but have learned to work smarter, not harder, by studying health habits, mindset, and time management. I love to teach others how to implement top recommendations for health, happiness, and success. Yes, busy moms can follow a nutrition plan that supports their goals, create a daily exercise routine, and stay on top of their to-do list, and go to bed feeling fantastic about the day. Tune in each week as I share my best strategies for creating and sustaining daily habits for a healthy lifestyle, and chat with other experts in the health and wellness industry. Now on to this week's episode. Welcome to the Healthy Habits for Life podcast. I'm Carol Perlman. And as always, I thank you so much for joining me today for another episode. I sincerely hope that you are enjoying the podcast and taking away a lot of value from each episode. And I hope that that these episodes continue to help you tweak your health habits and continue to work towards greater and greater health and therefore happiness. So today, my topic is based on a TED talk that I happened to come across. You know how that is. Sometimes we stumble across these these videos and it was a TED talk by a physician named Dr. Alka Patel. And the messaging in her work, I thought was so fantastic that I wanted to share more about it. And so her messaging is all around the tagline that health is a verb. And It's just fantastic. You know, a lot of people talk about this wish. I'm working towards better health. I want to be healthy. And it's it's almost like it's a state that it's it's a fixed state that we're working towards. And this TED talk got me to thinking that in reality, as Dr. Patel shares, health is a verb because health involves taking action every single day, forever and ever and ever. So health isn't this fixed state that we achieve one day. It's just something that we're constantly working towards and we have to take action. We have to continue to take action on it all the time. And so today I wanted to break this down a little bit and talk about how you can make health a verb in your own life. And I want you to be thinking about how are you already doing this? And maybe are there some new ways that you can introduce so that you are really getting everything you can out of this concept of making health a verb. So the first thing is, and you've probably heard me talk a lot about this. If you listen to the podcast on a regular basis, you know that I'm a huge fan of journaling. And I think journaling is just magic. There's something really fantastic that happens when you put pen to paper. And you know, when we're just thinking our thoughts can swirl around and they can become really overwhelming and repetitive and we can feel lost and confused. But when you put pen to paper and you force those thoughts out your hand, there's actually science that supports this. It gives you a greater sense of clarity, helps you see the situation more clearly and helps you feel differently about it. So I'm a huge fan of journaling and that can look different for a lot of people. I know some people who do this practice of just doing a brain dump every day and just writing out the things that are on their mind. Um, I do it with a little bit more structure. I write about gratitude and the things that I'm grateful for. I write out affirmations. Thank you, Hal Elrod. And some people might have a more religious spin on it. I mean, it can really, it can really look like a lot of things. But here today, as we're talking about making health a verb, and as we're talking about journaling, the first step I want you to think about is spending some time writing out your why. 
but not just once, on a regular and consistent basis, continuing to revisit this idea of why achieving health and why working towards better and better health every single day is so important to you. Different people have different reasons. And sometimes it's because we're working towards something. We want to achieve a certain state. A lot of people talk about wanting to feel better, feel better in their body, have more confidence, <clears throat> move about more comfortably throughout the day, maybe even sit more comfortably in a chair, sleep better. Um, you know, and then there are the bigger health health issues that a lot of people want to work towards. You know, they want to have energy. They want to be unencumbered by illness. They want to have good blood sugar control. They want to have lower cholesterol levels. They want all of their organs to function well. So they're working towards this greater state of health where their body works well. And so you feel great. And then you're able to do everything that you want to do in day-to-day life. And then some people think of it more in terms of working to avoid something. They want to avoid injury. They want to avoid being laid up with a sore back or, or broken bones, or they want to avoid disease or illness state where they spend their days going to doctor's appointments and feeling terrible and just kind of getting through day to day and not really thriving day to day. So whatever works for you is fine. Some people are motivated to work towards something and other people are motivated to work to avoid something. Or maybe it's a combination of both, but you will find a lot of value in spending some time on a regular basis writing out your why. And then, as you have probably heard me say before as well, we have to take this this why and think about, okay, what is the actual goal? So what is it that we actually are working towards? And I like to think in terms of these SMART goals. You know, SMART goals give you something, they are specific, they are measurable, they're attainable, they're realistic, and they're time-bound. So it gives you very, very clear parameters about your what you're working towards. So just saying I'm working towards greater health is actually very vague, and you're not going to know how to get there, and you're not necessarily going to know when you get there. But a SMART goal might be, I am going to get a nutrition plan from a nutritionist, and I'm going to follow the specific guidelines for every single meal and snack. And I'm going to do that every day for the next, well, I hope for forever and ever, but let's just say for the next three months um, to achieve a certain goal that you're working on. And in doing that, I'm going to lose maybe, let's say uh, five pounds in these in this two month time period. That's very specific. And that gives you parameters for how to break that down meal by meal. You can apply the same SMART goal guidelines to a fitness goal, a goal for better sleep, a goal for having more fun, more rest, more playtime, make more creativity, more time with people that are important to you. Whatever it is that is part of your quote unquote health goal, you can turn it into a SMART goal and then break that down into the small daily actions that you take every single day that in and of themselves, They might feel kind of insignificant and might make you feel like you're really not moving the dial forward. But when you are consistent and you do them every single day over time, they truly add up and they truly will get you to your goal. And then to the next thing to make health a verb is you have to make sure that you have everything that you need to succeed. There are going to be obstacles. There are going to be bumps in the road. And many of them you can problem solve in advance. You really can anticipate if you think about it. You can problem solve it in advance and put some strategies in place so that these problems don't become a problem. 
So let's say, for example, you don't necessarily trust yourself to get your exercise in every day. Well, then you might look to find an accountability partner, someone who will meet you at the gym or will meet you at the high school and go walking or meet you at an indoor outdoor track and and walk with you or will do an exercise class with you online. There are lots of ways where you can use accountability partners and you're just guaranteeing that you're going to do the action that you said to yourself that you were going to do. That's just one example. Again, there are many other obstacles that can come up and the best thing that you can do for yourself to make health a verb is continue continue to look for the obstacles and problem solve them ideally in advance, but you know we're going to miss some of them. So sometimes there are mistakes that happen and rather than dwell on it and get all demoralized, you can just look back, learn what you need to learn from it and then see what you need to put in place moving forward so that you minimize the likelihood of it happening again. And then, you know, this is one of my favorite topics is that you have to use a planner to map out when you are going to take all these actions in. Everybody is busy, busy, busy. I don't know anyone who's sitting around twiddling their thumbs. And so we can't just hope that we're going to have time for these health uh, actions. We can't just wish for them. We have to really strategize and be intentional and create the time for them. So this is going to mean getting very intimate with your planner and staying really closely attached to it, sitting down. You know, one of the very best things you can do is create the habit of sitting down once a week and mapping out your whole week in your planner. Look at the things that you know, have a date and time when you're working, when you have scheduled obligations, and then you will see all the blank space around that, which is what tends to get us a little bit more stuck and where we tend to get paralyzed. And then you make a plan, you turn that blank space into a plan and you create the time and assign it every single day for a specific hour of when you're going to work in all these health actions. That way you're making the decisions when you don't actually have to do any of this. And then when it comes time to implement day in and day out, you implement hour by hour, but you don't have to make the decisions because you've already done that. And this is so incredibly powerful when you separate out the decision-making from the doing, you're going to make it so much easier for yourself. And as you are thinking about the flow of your day and all the things that you have to do, I hope that you will create some time for a miracle morning routine. You've heard me talk about this a lot. There are a couple of different episodes. One is in the first the the first batch of launch episodes. I believe it, it's somewhere in one through 10. And then there was another episode, I think in the 30s. Um, I'll put this in the show notes. And I talk in a lot more detail about the Miracle Morning, but it truly is something that will have a massive impact on your day and how you feel going into your day, feeling like you've already tended to your body. You've set the stage for your mindset to be positive. And you go into your day with intention and calm and ease rather than waking up at the last possible minute, scurrying around to get yourself and everybody else ready for the day and then sliding into your chair at your desk or wherever you need to be feeling frazzled. You know, that's a terrible way to start the day and it doesn't have to be that way. So if you have not listened to the Miracle Morning episodes and if you have not already started to implement a Miracle Morning routine, I really encourage you to do that. And the next thing, you know, I haven't talked a whole lot about this in a while. Maybe I'll do another episode on this next week. But the next thing is the idea of tracking. And I know tracking can evoke strong feelings. Some people hate the idea of tracking. They feel like it's really restrictive. And I think, you know, deep down, part of the problem is people worry that they can't follow through on the plan. So they don't want to track it because they don't want to look 
at the imperfections or where they may have fallen short. And what I really want you to think about is that tracking is a tool. It can be really valuable because how are you going to know how things are going if you're not tracking? And so there are lots of different systems you can use. Find what works for you, but take some notes on what actions you're taking and what are the benchmarks of progress and how are the two correlating? How frequently are you taking the actions that you promised that you would? And then how are they working to get you towards your goal? And it may be, you know, tracking is going to reveal some information and it may be that you need to make some adjustments, but you would never know that this was necessary if you didn't have the data from tracking. And it's not necessarily that you'll have to track for the rest of your, of your life, but from time to time, tracking can be a really helpful tool to make sure you're holding yourself accountable, that you're really doing the behaviors you set out to do and to make sure the plan is working. You know, it doesn't always have to be that plan A is the one that gets you to the outcome that you're looking for. Sometimes we do plan A for a while, we evaluate, we see what works, what doesn't, and then maybe we make adjustments to that. Or maybe we say, you know, plan A really wasn't working, but now knowing what I know, I'm gonna choose plan B and we give that a try. And sometimes it's the case that plan A works for a while, but then something shifts in your life and it no longer is quite as relevant. And so plan B is something that will work better given these new variables in your life. But again, you would never know this. If you're not tracking, you're not going to know how well you're taking action and how well it's working and what indicates whether you may need to make some changes. And then as you track, you know, one of the things that I really hope you take away from many of the episodes that you're listening to is this idea of playing detective and always being on the lookout for the obstacles that are coming up that are creating problems. They are going to be there for the best of us. They are going to be there. But if we aren't paying attention, they're going to take over. They're going to derail us and we'll feel stuck rather than being on the lookout for them and noticing when something's coming up that's getting in the way then you take a few minutes to think it through and problem solve. You are all very good problem solvers, but it's just that we don't always take the time to sit down and really think it through. And maybe we can do that on our own, but maybe it's helpful to talk it through and find someone, a friend, a family member, or someone who is working on similar things, or maybe it's a professional who can give you some input. Figure out how you need to problem solve the obstacle, work around it, put some things in place so that you can stay on track. Now, a lot of people talk to me about motivation and feeling like, yeah, you know, when something is new, I'm all excited and I can feel motivated for a period of time. And then something just happens. And it seems like just randomly the switch went off and I lose that motivation that I have. And my take on that is that, yes, I understand how that can happen. You know, sometimes it's just the novelty wears off or maybe it gets hard. But what I've come to learn over the years is that there is so much we can do to feed motivation so that we guarantee the switch stays on and we get to where we want to be. We, we, and in this case, as we're talking about today, we make health a verb and we continue to take those actions. So what does this mean to feed motivation? It's so many things. It's the the information that you take in, it's the social media that you consume, seeking out positive social media, not negative. It's the audiobooks, it's the podcasts like these, which I hope are serving to do this. They're giving you a little dose of positivity to help you feed that motivation every week. It could be the journaling that you're doing, it's the affirmations that you're writing, it's the reflecting that you're doing, it's the professional services that you're using, the consultations the communities that you surround yourself with, you know, 
I'm sure you have noticed this to be true, that when you hang out with people who are doing a certain activity or, or habit or have a certain value, then you tend to become more like them. So if you are hanging out with people who really value health and embody that every single day and take action every single day, you're going to do more and more of that. If you hang out with a big drinking crowd who likes to go out and drink and, um, you know, enjoy their vino, then you're going to do more of that. And it may be inconsistent with the goals that you really have. So being really intentional about the people that you spend your time with and the communities that you're part of is a way of intentionally feeding your motivation. So this is a lot. This really is a lot that I'm covering today, but I hope it gets you thinking. You may want to go back and take some notes. There are about 10 different steps here that I talked about in terms of what you can do so that you make health a verb. And it's a commitment that you affirm day in and day out because it is, it's a state that you're working towards, but the way you get there is through action every single day. So I hope this gives you a lot to think about. As always, I'd love to hear about it. Send me messages and let me know how it's going. If you need help, you know that I'm always here. Reach out to me and I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll be back next week for another episode. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Healthy Habits for Life. If you love today's episode, please follow me on iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. These are so important and will enable others like you to find this podcast. Also, please share this podcast with your friends you know would also love it so we can get the word out. Thanks again for joining me. Until next week.